Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're identical, identical twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite, or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. We're back. We're back. It was a long break. <laughs> it was a great break. Well, it was actually longer than we thought it was going to I be. Know. We had some recording and editing snafus. Yes. I mean, we're always trying to do things, you know, better, quicker, more efficiently. <laughs> right. <laughs> but how come when you're trying to be quicker and more efficient, it just takes longer? Yeah, that would be my fault. Yes, no. This is Carrie. Uh, it's not her fault. Well, here we are. It is 74 and Kel. It is a great hymn. It's a great hymn, but I mean, 74 kind of seems like the lead in to 75. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is what we're doing. We're just talking about what's coming next. And the thing is, but you and I have been talking about 75. 75 yeah, is so a big one. It seems weird that we're like talking about 74 right now and not 75. Hey, we have to hype up 74. 74 is going to yeah. be good. And it's our big comeback. It's our big comeback. So it's a new year. Happy 2023. Happy new year, everyone. <laughs> Even though it's February. Right. We haven't done a podcast this year. No. Nope. And the last ones that we did were all Christmas. I know. And the last two were lives. Right. So we, Kelly, we have not been like right. in the recording studio since like first week of December, right? What child is this? Yeah. And yeah. that was probably, and that was probably, yeah, probably recorded in like November. <laughs> We're twins. We think the same thing. <laughs> We're glad to be back. And, you know, the little bit of a break we had got us thinking about 2023, thinking about the future of Him Talk, Twin Talk. Carrie was very busy working on our podcast plan. <laughs> very busy. <laughs> I'm the only one who cares about the podcast plan. <laughs> Actually, it's not even the podcast plan, though, Kelly. We have goals for 2023. Yes, we do. We have goals. Hopes. Dreams. <laughs> um, we we want to do more lives. We'll we, definitely do more lives. And we are doing lives outside of our church. Yes. We're being invited to other churches. Yes. So this is, a, this is an encouragement for all of you. If you would like him talk to him talk at your home church, <laughs> we would love to come. I know. Give us a call. We definitely want to do it more often. Mm. We think, um, you know, 2023, we'll see a boost in that. Yes. And then we actually want to dive into merchandise. So we did have ornaments for Christmas. Which were beautiful. Of course, because we're so crafty. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us with our yeah. crafty endeavor. That was um, the hymn Angels from the Realms of Glory. It was a really pretty ornament. Mm -hmm. And we just said, okay, what next? What next? Yeah. So you'll be hearing more about that in 2023. Yes, and specifically for our 75th episode. Yeah. Okay, don't give too much I away. I won't give too much away. Kelly. I won't give too much away. But, you know, <laughs> listen to this one and then mark your calendar for the 75th. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited about that. Mm -hmm. And of course, we want to have more giveaways. Yes. Yeah. And we want to dive into more hymns. So that's where it's all on you, our mm -hmm. listeners. Mm -hmm. Let us know what hymns we should do. We love hearing from you. And you know, Cal, I mean, we do have some requests for 2023 yeah. and there's some challenging hymns out there. Right. There are people who want to hear about like an ob obscure hymn. Right. Maybe they heard it just once and, and they want to hear more about mm -hmm. it or, or they find that they remembered it from their childhood, but never really sang it yeah. again. Yeah. So can you guys find it and, and tell mm -hmm. us more about it? So we love digging into those hymn challenges. They're yeah. kind of fun. Um, but this one is not one of those hymn challenges. I don't think so. The no. funny thing about this one is I feel like I know it. I right. feel like it's familiar. It's in our hymnal. Right. But I can't ever recall singing it. It's <laughs> just it's just a hymn that's for a specific type of Sunday, mm -hmm. a specific type of sermon. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen that often that it's needed. Right. Right. I, I completely agree. I mean, you all know Carrie and I have worshipped together for years. I mean, obviously all throughout our childhood. But then, you know, in our early adulthood, we did split up and go to mm -hmm. different churches. Mm -hmm. So sometimes she knows hymns that I don't know and vice versa. Sure. But this one I have, I feel the exact same way. I feel like I know it and it's familiar, but I don't, I never sang it. No. I mean, I would love to. We need to ask our pastor to do yeah, a sermon yeah, series yeah. on heaven because it's about heaven and then do all of these heaven hymns. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. all, all right. So let's tell them. Tell them. Today's hymn is In, In the, the Sweet, Sweet 
Bye and bye. Oh. Woohoo. Now, this came as a request from one of our listeners. Yeah, Kel. So this gentleman and I have interacted on Twitter. Mm -hmm. His name is Ben. He's from Florida. And he has a huge ministry. He's a pastor. He's a musician. Mm -hmm. And he basically, you know, as a young adult, you know, was thinking he was going to major in theater or pursue some kind of job in the entertainment industry. And he got the call to preach. Wow. He got the call to preach. And from then on, he knew that he would be preaching, but he would always use music mm -hmm. um he does his own recordings his own music production everything and he's it's all acapella and he's like the only voice right 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 he does such an amazing job and he said that he was doing this type of thing way back you know on his computer you know with cassette tapes and like reel to reels and trying to do multi-track mm -hmm. and it, it, there was no way to do it back right. then but he was doing these makeshift recording sessions in his room with his computer i mean he's really kind of cool and that he was way ahead of his time. Yes. I mean, now since the pandemic and with, oh. with the t technology that we have now, singers are doing this all the time. No, he was doing it years ago right. when it was unheard of. Right. Yeah. So his name is Ben Everson. And right now he's in Pensacola, Florida. But Kel, he goes all over. So he has a website and you can see where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. So like in March... For example, he's going to be um, at the Marlbrook Baptist Church in Virginia. And mm. then later on, he's in Texas. March 25th, he's in Mississippi. March 26th, he's in Louisiana. Wow. I mean, he is just going to all of these churches, performing in concerts, but also like preaching and speaking right. at, at, at services. So it's yeah. very cool to connect with him on Twitter. It and is. I actually want to share his music right now. Okay. Yeah, let's listen. I don't want to wait till the end. We're going to hear it at the end, too. Right. But let's listen to, like, just the refrain. Okay. Okay. In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by shall meet on that beautiful shore. All right. So that is Ben Everson. His voice is like dreamy. <laughs> He's, he has a gorgeous voice. I mean, it's really pretty and it's all him. I would love to know how he does his live performances. Does he have his own voice recorded so that he can sing with himself? Right. I mean, it just might be solos. It just might be solos. Yeah. But, but that, what we just listened to, is so impressive. It is. It mm -hmm. is. Yeah. He, he. It's been really nice to chat with him. And he has a bunch of songs. Like, right. you can buy his right. albums. You can buy his sheet music. You can go to his YouTube channel. There's a lot there. It's not just this one. Right. And maybe we'll share his music on another hymn. Yeah. You yeah. know. For, but for today, it's In the Sweet By and By. So we're wondering if you guys know mm -hmm. it. I wouldn't say it's like super common what do you think Cal? i don't think it's common at all but like just a little bit of research shows that it has been in tons of movies and not just old movies I current know. movies i know all right this is one of our favorite segments we love this on one talk twin talk let's go, go to, to the movies, movies. We love when Hollywood takes the music from the church mm -hmm. and puts it in their movies. Mm -hmm. And you will hear In the Sweet By and By in several films and television. So in 2006, there was a movie called The Prairie Home Companion. And we've actually talked about it before. Right, right. Um, but Lindsay Lohan, Lily Tomlin, and Meryl Streep, mm -hmm. the three of them sang this in The Sweet By and By. Which is amazing. But many hymns are found in that movie. Yes. So it's not surprising at all that right. another hymn would be True. found in it. True. I think hearing in the sweet by and by in other kinds of movies yeah. is just so surprising. Like the 1963 movie HUD. Starring Paul Newman. Starring Paul Newman. Yeah, it's go, in there. It's in there. Go find it. And then the 1984 movie starring Sally Field, Places in the Heart, has it. Mm -hmm. And it's not just old movies. Mm -hmm. What about from 2020? There's this movie. I mean, I didn't see it. Did you see it? I didn't see it. I don't even know it. I know. It's called Suburbicon. Or suburb icon <laughs> um, and it's starring Matt Damon and Julianne Moore right. I want to know what this movie is about right. and in the sweet by and by is there and the animated movie from 2013 epic which right. we, I watched that with my kids right. it's in there too right right and besides that 
There's lots of famous recordings. We've seen this with other, mm -hmm. you know, kind of more mainstream hymns. You know, Dolly Parton, Nat King Cole, Johnny Cash, Loretta Lynn, Randy Travis, Kenny Rogers. Right. So we, we've heard hymns mm -hmm. that were recorded by multiple people like that. But I think it's strange that a, a lesser known hymn, yeah. it has so many recordings. Yeah. And so many times it's appeared in movies and TV specials. Like, who knew this hymn? Who knew it? Um, I do think that In the Sweet By and By is about heaven. Right. So, you know, there's lots of reasons to need songs about heaven. You know, there's mm -hmm. whether a storyline involves death and you're at a funeral. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see why this song would appear. Um, but there's a lot of hymns about heaven. We did a hymn about heaven. Which one, Cal? From way back? From way back. A hymn about heaven. Yes. It was another one that we didn't know. We oh, didn't know. I know, was, I know, I know. Okay, that was my, that was a big hint, I guess. I will meet you in the morning. I will meet you in the morning. Just inside the eastern gate over there. Over there. <laughs> I got it. I got you it. got it. Eastern the gate. Eastern it took you a second though, Carrie. <laughs> well, the eastern gate. So we, I say that like we don't sing in the sweet by and by, but I feel like I know it. But when, when that woman right. requested the Eastern Gate, right. we had no idea what she was yeah. talking about. We didn't know what the gate was. Mm -hmm. We didn't know where it was. I know. We didn't know anything. I didn't know it was about heaven, actually, until we dug into it. Um, and there's other hymns about heaven, like, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. So that's fun. That's fun. We have to do that one on the podcast. I know that one, that's a good one. What's another one? Soon and very soon, we are going to meet the king. Or how about some glad morning when this life is o'er? I'll fly away. Oh, that's a great one. To a home on God's celestial shore. I mean, clearly that's about heaven. Yeah. About, there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And it's mine. That was really fun to sing as when a we kid. I remember. I remember that, but it's funny because I don't remember ever doing In the Sweet By and By. Yeah. But we must have care. But then a lot of hymns just make reference to heaven, to right. the afterlife, like in the last verse. Right. That was definitely a concept that mm -hmm. that carried through many, many types of hymns. Definitely there was like a trend mm -hmm. for, for, you know, for hymn writers just kind of wrap it up mm -hmm. with whatever the message of the hymn was, but then just wrap it up with heaven. So this is not wrapping up with heaven. This no. is about heaven. Right. So I'm not sure everyone knows it. So even though it's been in all those movies, let's read the words. Sure. And our friend Reluca can yep. play the music. Yep. So Reluca Bajor, we met her on Instagram. She has her own ministry. She plays piano. She sings and she is just trying to keep the hymns alive. We love collaborating with her. So she sent us a recording. Let's listen to her play it and let's read the words in the suite by and by. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirits shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessing of rest. To our bountiful Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of his love and the blessings that hallow our days. Those are beautiful words. And you know, this doesn't always happen, but what's exciting about this hymn, the mm -hmm. way it was written, it was written by two people mm -hmm. who knew each other. Right. They were friends. Right. And they were together. Right. Like that doesn't always happen. No, no. A lot of times we show hymns and it's like there's words that are written and then years later. Right. Hundreds of years later, they're right. put to a tune. Right. So these two gentlemen worked together. And they had to have had such a perfect working relationship. The whole hymn was written in 30 minutes. I know, I know. And you and I have done that. You and I have collaborated yeah. and done things super fast. And it's like you just know that it was it was God. It was the Holy Spirit, right. you know. But then sometimes we work together and it takes forever. Weeks. <laughs> That's not as fun. <laughs> but these two gentlemen, Sanford Fillmore Bennett and mm -hmm. Joseph Philbrick Webster, worked together in Wisconsin. And yeah, there's kind of a cool story about it. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it, Carrie. 
The words were written by Sanford Bennett, and he was a writer. He was actually a doctor, a pharmacist, mm-hmm. but he wrote. He We have his journal. Like, we know exactly what happened with this hymn. Right. So he tells the story that he was working in the apothecary shop. <laughs> apothecary? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you call it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Apothecary. <laughs> All right, so they're in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and Mr. Bennett is the owner of the pharmacy shop, and in walks Joseph Philbrick Webster, and we actually can call him JP, because that's what they called him. Um, He was a musician, and it says that he was a little dramatic. He would have these long bouts of, you know, maybe being depressed, or he just would like to look upon the dark side of life, and he was extra sensitive. Mm -hmm. So they called him just odd and peculiar, but maybe there was some mental Mental health health, issue going on. But either way, these two were friends. Right, so he comes into the shop and he's just complaining and complaining. And Bennett was trying to offer him some, you know, advice. Encouragement, advice. Yeah. Yeah. And Webster says, ah, it's no matter. It'll be all right by and by. And immediately... Bennett hears these words and thinks it's so interesting. He says it's like a flash of sunlight that hits him. The sweet by and by, wouldn't that make a good hymn? And he says he turned to his desk. He wrote down the words, scribbled them as fast as he could. He handed the words to Webster. And of course, Webster just happened to have his (laughs) violin with him. (laughs) Like all good violinists. Yeah. And he just kind of read the words, sang them, hummed them, and basically composed a tune on the spot. And the two men started singing. And now, in walks two more customers. Mm -hmm. I picture the door opening, the the doorbell jingling. jingling. And these gentlemen come in, and they hear it, and they look at the words and start to sing along. And right there, they have like this quartet of men singing in the suite by and by for the very first time. And this is something that comes right from his journal. Yeah, this is a direct quote, Gary. (laughs) let's hear it he says it was not over 30 minutes from the time i took my pen to write the words before two friends with webster and myself were singing the hymn i said that's something even he seemed like surprised and excited he was was impressed with himself yeah yeah Yeah. so we just love this now when webster says it'll be all right by and by he Mm. was not talking about heaven Right, right. It'll be all right in heaven. No, that's not what he meant. So he was using this phrase, which was a common phrase, by and by. Do you know what that means? Like soon, someday? Yeah, basically it means soon or eventually. Mm -hmm. It is a common phrase. In the 1800s. It's not really common now, right? (laughs) Have you ever heard anyone say it? By and by. I don't think so. Have you? But there must be all these sort of phrases that just kind of go by the wayside. If this wasn't in a hymn... We probably wouldn't know it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just read, I looked it up a little bit. Okay. So it says it's an American English adverbial phrase that means soon or before long. Oh. It says the etymology of by and by has its roots in Middle English. And it's just a common phrase that means in a short while. And that's so interesting because it's not someday. My first reaction was by and by, like someday. It's not someday. No, it's it's sometime sometime soon. soon. Yeah. Now, we do see it in the Bible, but I mean, you know, I don't think there's a huge connection to what Webster was thinking at the time, but I do think it's kind of interesting. What does the Bible say? So, Mark 6, uh, verse 25, in the King James Bible, he writes, And she came in straight away with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And of course, Herodias is wanting the head of John immediately. Right. Give me by and by. Fast. Yeah. And then in the book of Matthew, and this is the parable of the sower, but it is also King James. And I think that's telling. Right. Because at some point with the new translations, that by and by went away. You probably lost it. Um, But this is what it says. Listen to all the halves in the... the, Yeah. Yeah. This is King James. Matthew 13, 21. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while? For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by... He is offended. So this is the parable of the sower yeah. where, you know, you fall away. You right. know, you immediately stumble because mm-hmm. of because of what the world is doing to you. 
Now, I think this is kind of interesting. Maybe some people who are really into words, right, you right. know, and language would find this interesting. We do see the term by and by in other writings, so not just the Bible. So Geoffrey Chaucer in the Canterbury Tales writes by and by twice, and it's both times it's in a knight's tale, and it just says, so he sent for Emily by and by. Mm-hmm. And then again, he would be healed of injury by and by. Mm-hmm. Both mean soon or immediately. Mm-hmm. So then we see it again with William Shakespeare in Hamlet. Um, Hamlet, Act 3, Scene 2. After the play, Polonius tells Hamlet that the queen wishes to speak to him. Hamlet says he'll be there soon. And then he says it's like easy to say that. He says, by and by is easily said. Now, this is so interesting to me because... Mm-hmm we would have to go back to the Greek of the New Testament Mm -hmm. to see what word it was in Greek and then how that word was translated because we have the Canterbury Tales in 1392, we have Hamlet in 1599, Mm -hmm. and the King James Bible was written in 1611. Okay. So you have to wonder if the editors, you know, took this by and by, meaning soon, but took it from like the English vernacular and put it into the Bible or it really is this exact translation from the Greek, I kind of have to think they were influenced by the English language. So fine. So here we are. By and by means soon in all of the writings that we have up till 1600. But somewhere between 1600 and the writing of this hymn, by and by means heaven. Right. Well, Kelly, when I, I mean, I dug as much as I could. Okay. And it really looks like the only reason why by and by can mean heaven is because of this hymn. That's amazing. Bennett and Webster came up with this. Right. And and it's so funny to me because like Webster wasn't saying heaven. I know. But it was like Bennett knew. He said, you're talking about when things will be all right. Because he said, oh, no worries. It'll be better by, by and by. by. Soon. Right. But Bennett heard that and said, well, it's really not going to be better Mm. anytime here on earth. Mm. This side of heaven, things aren't ever going to be as good as you want them to Mm. be. So in his own way, he kind of defined it and said, it will be all right. And it's stuck. It's stuck. In heaven. Mm -hmm. It's stuck all these years. Mm -hmm. By and by means heaven. Oh, yeah. And if you Google by and by and someone connects it to heaven, they say... From the hymn. From the hymn. Right. I read that too. I mean, over and over again, by and by means heaven because of this hymn. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to believe, but it's true. It's It's totally true. So let's hear about this guy, Bennett, because he does sound like, you know, a smart man, a successful businessman. All right. Well, let's dive into Sanford Fillmore Bennett. He was born on June 21st, 1836 in Eden, New York. At some point, Bennett's family moved from New York to Wisconsin. So somewhere along the line, Bennett's family moved from New York to Wisconsin. And that's a pretty big move, right? I know. And then when he went to college, he went to the University of Michigan. And he was a writer. He actually began publishing his poems and prose in newspapers in the 1850s. So he was a published writer. And, I mean, he was the associate editor of a newspaper. (laughs) He was the superintendent of the school district. He was the proprietor of the drugstore. Of course he was. And then he graduated from medical school. He Mm -hmm. was a doctor. Mm -hmm. And in between all of that, he actually volunteered to serve in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it must living in America during those times, it must have been so hard. I know. You know, he went to college. He owned a drugstore. But then he said, you know, I'm, I'm enlisting. Right. So he wrote about a hundred hymn texts, mm. and when you look at them, uh, I don't recognize any of them. Okay. None are still being sung today. The "Sweet By and By" is really the only one. But I had to just look at some of the titles yeah. and some of the texts of his one hundred because I wanted to see if he did write a lot about heaven. Yeah, and he totally wrote about heaven. Several hymns, and a few of them even have the term "by and by." So he wrote, We Shall Meet by and by. Okay. He wrote, There Shall Dawn a Glorious Morning by and by. And then he wrote this, of course, in the sweet by and by. Wow. But in the sweet by and by was the first one. Right. So it like started him on a trend. It's funny, this other hymn that we found, it's called By and By. And it's published in five hymnals. So it's not very common. Of course. Um, But underneath the 
composer, the author, it says S. Fillmore Bennett, and it says in small letters, author of The Sweet By and By. <laughs> it was like they wanted people to know, you know, it, right. you know that Sweet By and By hymn that you love? This is the same this guy. This is another one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's share this one. It's called Sweet is the Rest okay. That and Waits oh. on Yonder Shining Shore. What? <laughs> He's, she sells seashells by the seashell. Say it again. Sweet is the rest that waits on yonder shining shore. So he's talking about heaven and he's saying sweet rest. And again, I feel like maybe his friend Webster inspired this a little bit, just knowing that his friend was having such a hard time. All right, let's try it. Sweet is the rest that waits. On yonder shining shore Where all the loved again shall meet And parting is no more Sweet rest, sweet rest Sweet rest from earthly care When we shall meet at his dear feet and sing our anthems there. Okay, that was really pretty. You know what's funny is I can't tell if that's supposed to be fast or slow. I think it could go faster. But I think it's called sweet rest. True. I actually think it should be slower. Yeah. But I kind of had like, I wanted to have like this lilting feel to it. But that's the problem with these old hymns that are in five hymnals. No, I mean, we don't know what the composers originally planned. Well, I love the fact that he obviously has this emphasis on heaven, Mm -hmm. right? He has this emphasis on the hope that we can all have as Christians that we will see Jesus. Everything will be right right? We will have eternal mm-hmm. joy. But what I think is really cool is that he talks about singing. Yes. He says, we shall meet at his dear feet and sing our anthems there. And he does the same thing within the sweet by bye. He does. We shall He sing says, there. we're going to sing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So he didn't do the music, of mm-hmm. course, and neither did Webster. This is a man named Davis. But I do love when these kind of old hymns have this like back and forth. So we didn't do it, but it goes, you know, sweet rest, sweet rest, sweet rest. Sweet rest. You know, it's just you know, fun when yeah. they do that. And then, know. of course, you know, if you have a congregation that'll do it, right, you know, right. the ladies can sing, the gentlemen will echo. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So there's okay. an example of another hymn by our talented text writer, Bennett, who was also a drugstore owner and a doctor and a doctor he went to medical school and a soldier yeah and a newspaper writer all right so why don't we talk about his friend joseph Joseph philbrick Philbrick webster Webster. he was called jp joseph philbrick webster was born on february 18th 1819 in manchester new hampshire this is not that far from us. No, and it's kind of cool because his birthday just passed. February 18th. And he was born about like less than an hour from here. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. 30, 30, 40 minutes. Yep, so it says he was born on the shore of the Massabesic Lake. Kelly. Massabesic. <laughs> I don't know where that is. But I mean, I feel like it must be nearby. Mm-hmm. His parents were Amos and Bethia Webster. Mm. And it says that he showed musical talent at a young age. I mean, he was walking in the drugstore with his violin. So, <laughs> of course. You know, he played, it said he played a lot of mm-hmm, instruments. Mm-hmm. He played the violin, the flute, and the drums. And he's in Manchester, New Hampshire, so it's not that far from Boston. He eventually goes to Boston to study at the Academy of Music. Okay, now here's a fun fact. He studied with one of our favorite hymn writers here on Hymn Talk Twin Talk, plus the father of modern music education. That's right. Lowell Mason. Lowell Mason, I mean, we've talked about him a couple of times on Hymn Talk Twin Talk, but I think probably the biggest one was Joy to the World. Right. You have not listened to Joy to the World. That was such a great episode. And one of the things we learned about Joy to the World is that it wasn't even a Christmas hymn. Right. It's not about Jesus' birth. It was supposed to be about his second coming. So here we are. I mean, yeah. that's you could say that that's about. Yeah. About heaven. I mean, no more shall thorns infest the ground. Right. Like, that's it's heaven. heaven. 
Well, that was episode 14, if you would like to listen wow. to it. <laughs> and we have this great organization. I think mom and dad saw our concert there like for the first time recently yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Handel and Haydn Society. Mm -hmm. And it looks like our guy, J.P. Webster, may have been mm -hmm. in that Handel and Haydn Society. So he is a musician and he is a working musician right. traveling around the country, mm -hmm. playing piano, performing and accompanying. And, you know, he's making a living for himself, but he... I think he maybe got his big break or what yeah. kind of turned him into a household name was when he accompanied the famous Swedish opera singer Jenny, Jenny Lind. Lind. I mean, this is so funny because no one would know this Swedish opera singer from like the mid 1800s. She was a big deal. She gets brought over from Sweden by none other than P.T. Barnum. Barnum. Now, that's a fun fact. So P.T. Barnum, at the time, he hasn't even really started the whole circus thing yet, but he has his, like, Museum of Oddities. Right. And he's kind of like a joke. People aren't really taking him seriously. So he hears of Jenny Lind, and he thinks that if he can finance and promote her, mm. that he will be brought to this, you know, new level of entertainment and showmanship. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be this joke anymore. And so he actually books her to come. She hears about who he is right and she's not feeling very you know confident about right. him and she actually says she wanted in advance the full payment for the concert tour she wanted a hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars deposited in her bank before she even left england and that's roughly about 6.2 million dollars today and Barnum paid it. Yep. And Barnum paid it. And now this would be just a story that we were telling you that you would be like, oh, that's interesting. But right. it was completely featured in the movie, The Greatest Showman. Which is a great movie. It's a great movie. Go see it. I mean, after you listen to our podcast. <laughs> after you go back to listen to Joy to the World. Yep. And The Eastern Gate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so listen to those and then go rent or, you know, get on Hulu, The Greatest Showman. And so she's in the movie Jenny Lind right. and you know there's all these storylines with her and right. you know whether or not she got super close to Barnum who knows but our guy Philbrick gets kind of famous you called him by his middle name JP why did I do that <laughs> Joseph Webster. Philbrick yeah. Webster okay okay, okay. JP Webster I forgot <laughs> our guy JP becomes kind of famous too because he's accompanying her on right. this tour so I mean I don't know about the wage gap there like what did he get for accompanying <laughs> her I want to know what his price was I mean you need a good accompanist right you do <laughs> and she got like six million and she got jp webster <laughs> <laughs> all right so eventually jp mm -hmm. webster settles down to elkhorn wisconsin in 1857 with his wife and four children all right this is kind of a fun fact carrie yeah his children yeah do you want to do you want to know his kids names well he decided to give his sons the middle name of famous composers. Mm -hmm. So he had three boys and a girl. The daughter was named Mary Helen Hughes, and the sons were Joseph Haydn Webster, Louise Beethoven Webster, and Frederick Handel Webster. <laughs> That's so great. It's so funny. He wrote thousands of songs. He right. is a songwriter, mm -hmm. and he didn't write like a ton of hymns. He right. wrote just songs. And I guess one of his famous songs is called Lorena. 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 I do not know this song, mm -hmm. but it is a Civil War song and musicians, historians say that it is like second to Stephen Foster's Swanee River. Right. And I mean, one of the stories about this Lorena song yeah. is that during the American Civil War, the soldiers on both sides mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the conflict would hear this song, Lorena, and like think of their wives and their girlfriends back home. This song brought them a, a lot of comfort. Right. And I mean, it was even written somewhere that a Confederate officer thought that it was because of this song that the South lost. Wow. He he would say he said that upon a hearing the mournful ballad, the soldiers would just grow so homesick they kind of lost their will to fight. I mean, but then that could work for the North too. I mean, why is yeah. it just the South yeah. that is sad? Well, he was famous. He was a songwriter. He was right. a performer. Now, he was working with a publication company in Chicago called Lion and Healy. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, during the Chicago fire of 1871, the publishing house was burnt down and much of his music was stored in their offices. Right. He had other possessions and in musical instruments I know, there too. He lost it, it all. It was all gone. 
Now, the Lion and Haley Publishing House kind kind of has a cool story. Yeah. These two gentlemen were from Boston. Patrick Healy and George Lyon. And they came from a big publishing house in Boston, and they wanted to set up shop in Chicago. Now, Ditson, who owned the publishing house in Boston, said to them, you know, just do the best you can. We're not expecting a whole lot. Maybe with a little bit of luck, maybe you could do $100,000 a year after 10 years of business. Like, that's your goal. Mm -hmm. And the partners exceeded that in less than one year. Wow. Now, only six days after they opened the store, they ran their first advertisement in the Chicago Tribune. But it's all about timing. Right. They just happened to have their advertisement in the paper. And on the page right next to it, there was an account of General Sherman's dramatic march to sea. So everybody who was looking at the newspaper to hear the information about General Sherman's march saw the advertisement for Lion and Haley. Right. Now, do you know this march by William Sherman? No, not at all. So this was from November 15th to December 21st, 1864. The Union General William Sherman led about 60,000 soldiers wow. on a 285-mile march from Atlanta to Savannah. And the purpose of the march was really just to frighten Georgia's civilian population into abandoning the Confederate cause. I mean, they were just intimidating the people as they marched mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And everybody up north wanted to know what was happening with General Sherman. And so everybody who looked at the Chicago Tribune saw the Lion and Healy advertisement. Right. right. Now, they had enough insurance. So then when their business went under, when the fire happened, um, they were able to survive. They rebuilt and they were fine. But... In the confusion, Webster lost royalties for In the Sweet By and By and other things. Years later, Webster's kids sued for lost wages as a result of the fire. And finally, in 1921, the publishing house awarded the family $56,000. Wow. I mean, he's a working musician. He should be paid for what he's doing. He's a songwriter. And yeah, I mean, if... The fire caused some confusion. Some loss. Yeah, yeah. And it was a fairly long lawsuit, Cal. I mean, they filed suit in 1906, and it wasn't settled until 1921. And when did he die? Oh, he died in 1875. Yeah, so his his family did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our story of our two men in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Now, would you like to go to Elkhorn, Wisconsin? I I mean, I usually say, yeah, I totally want to go to the places that we talk about, but Elkhorn, Wisconsin doesn't sound particularly appealing. Okay. No offense to our listeners in Elkhorn. Please reach out if you're in Elkhorn, because actually, Kelly, when I tell you about Elkhorn, you're going to want to visit. (laughs) All right. Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. (laughs) All All right. right. So Elkhorn is a city in Wisconsin, and it's about an hour's drive from Milwaukee, a two hours drive from Chicago. And according to the website, it says this quintessential (laughs) Wisconsin town boasts charming tree-lined streets, historic buildings, and spirited events year-round, including summer concerts in the park, a spring food truck festival, and a popular Christmas parade. So in 1851, it became the home of the Walworth County Fair. Now, our guys were there in 1851. Absolutely, they were. And it was deemed as one of the best county fairs in the nation. And today, the event draws over 100,000 visitors to the city. Wow. I wonder how far away the apothecary was to the the fair. I know. Maybe people stopped there on the way. Maybe that's where Webster was coming from. <laughs> he was like, I just had a bad day at, at the, the fair. fair. <laughs> so another reason to visit, besides the fair and the apothecary shop, <laughs> is Camp Wandawiga. <laughs> you just made that up. What's that? What's that? Camp Wandawiga. I don't know if it's Wanda- I don't. Wega. 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 Wandawiga is a lake. It's a few miles north of Elkhorn. And on the lake, there's this camp. Now, the old school camp began life as a hotel and speakeasy in the 1920s. Wow. And then it became like a camp and a resort place for uh, the Catholic Church. Oh. And then in 2003, a former Wandawiga camp attendee purchased the property along with his wife. Aww. And the two transformed it into today's vintage summer camp a camp that comes complete with cabins tents tree houses and loads of organized activities kelly this is a camp for adults (laughs) what (laughs) yep so no kids 
well, maybe they have a week for kids or something. But no, it's supposed to be for adults to go to like relive their childhood. <laughs> relive their childhood. Yeah, to go to camp. Would you want to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's canoeing, fishing, hiking, biking, horseshoes, tennis, shuffleboard, and axe throwing. But you could do all of that without going away to a camp. Well, what? Oh, the Hyatt? <laughs> <laughs> but the Marriott is going to have those activities? What are you talking about? I, I don't know. You've got to go to camp. I, I really, that's so funny. Do you think like singles go and meet people there? Yeah, like, they might have like a singles week. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we I think we could visit Camp Wandawika, but I'm not sure I want to stay there. <laughs> I wonder what Camp Wandawiga looked like when Webster and Bennett lived there. Well, it was 1920. It was a hotel and speakeasy, so I don't even know if it was really there. Yeah, it was just like open land, probably. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That's funny. If we have some Wisconsin listeners. Yes, please tell us about, and maybe this like adult camp thing is like really common and we just are unaware of it. So if you know of an adult camp besides Wandawiga. <laughs> I mean, I just like hotels <laughs> they do i mean i guess if you're an adult and you're just feeling like you wish you could build a fire <laughs> and go canoeing and horseshoe and play horseshoes where do you go yeah i guess they i wonder if they play gaga <laughs> they, this, all those things are probably on vr somewhere <laughs> yeah true 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 all right so let's get back to the hymn okay. oh the, that was funny so this hymn i mean of course it's this moment of inspiration Bennett feverishly writes down all these words. I mean, that literally is the hymnspiration. hundred percent. Webster's words. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, it'll get better in the by and by. And it's great. He made a hymn out of it. But these themes of heaven and these themes mm-hmm. of praise are obviously also from the Bible. Yeah. Even though the words by and by, you know, didn't mean heaven. You know, you, yeah. you can't find them in the Bible now. Right. Um, but they are inspired by the Bible as yeah. well. All right. Well, let's look at verse one. He okay. says, there's a land that is fairer than day and by faith we can see it afar. For the father waits over the way. To prepare us a dwelling place there. I mean, I hear all these Bible verses. I know. I bet our listeners are just like thinking about them too. Running through my head. I mean, I hear prepare. Our father is preparing. And I'm brought right to John 14 too. When Jesus says, in my father's Father's house house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And he was a believer and he had that verse probably memorized in his head. So it made sense that it came into by and by. I love in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we see, for we walk by faith, yes, not by sight. And, and I love that because he I says, know. there is this land that's out there, but we, we can't see it, but we know that it's there through right. faith. Well, he says, by faith, we can see right. it. Because we have faith, we can see right. it. I love that. I mean, there's some pretty heavy theological themes in that one little verse that he wrote in 30 minutes. I know. And actually, I mean, less than 30 minutes. When you think of that one verse. <laughs> like 27 minutes. Right, <laughs> well, one verse. But the, so now, interesting about the third line, he says, for the father waits over the way. Mm. Now, there's a little bit of a hymn controversy. Ooh. <laughs> so a couple of hymnals actually changed the third line to for the Savior waits over the right. way. Because the text says that Christ left to prepare us a place. But the Bible also says that heaven was prepared for the righteous by the Father from the beginning. That's right. Matthew 25, 34. Right, right. So, you know. And honestly, there's so many theories with these eschatological issues. Yeah. You know, there's so many. And we just don't know. I know. But people, you know, really feel strongly one way or another. Right. So if someone who said, yeah. I'm changing this word from Father to Savior, they felt really strongly that it had to have been Jesus because mm-hmm. Jesus said those words. Mm-hmm. All right. So verse two, mm-hmm. this is when we talk about praising God. Right. Just like we saw in his other song, Sweet Rest. Mm-hmm. We shall sing on that beautiful shore, mm-hmm. again with the shore. Right. The melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirits shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessing of rest. So, I mean, you even see, you know, that he used his own hymn for inspiration for a sweet rest. Right. You know, this verse is very similar. Right. You mentioned the shore. The shore. You mentioned the rest. You mentioned the singing. singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Revelations 5 Verse 9. I mean, I see it all over Revelations, Carrie. True. You know, there's all these visions of singing and praise. Yeah. So, of course, 
he would include that. Yep, five Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Revelation 21, 1 to 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Right. That's, the, right. that's the rest that we're finally going to get. Right. That's the promise of heaven. That's the promise that we've all been given. Mm-hmm. And then verse 3. To our bountiful Father above, we will offer the tribute of praise mm-hmm. for the glorious gift of his love and the blessings that hallow our days. I mean, this reminds me of a doxology. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a, a statement of praise. It really doesn't have to do with heaven. Mm. You can do this verse of praise at any time. It could be a sermon re- response. Yeah. It could be an offering response. It could be at the end of the service. It is just offering up our praise. And really, it feels like it would be great for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and yeah. it does kind of have a Thanksgiving yeah. feel. Hebrews thirteen fifteen through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer, offer. to God mm-hmm. a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so funny because this reminds me so much of the contemporary praise song, 10,000 Reasons. Yeah. You know, so we have... 10,000 reasons through the course of our days. We have 10,000 reason, reasons to praise. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Like I'm going to praise. Mm. But then in the end, it's an on that day when my health is failing and we see Jesus, you know, we're in heaven, we're going to sing forevermore then. Right, right. Um, and I love that, how it kind of bridges from the present to the future mm-hmm. in a very real way. We're singing now, we'll be singing then too. And this one is really not so much about the present. Right. I mean, it really isn't. It, I mean, it says that we can, we, through faith, we can see it. You know, mm-hmm. through faith, we know it's mm-hmm. there. But it really is about heaven. heaven. Um, and when you have a hymn that has such a narrow topic, yeah. uh, you know, narrow theme of content, it's hard to put it in a worship service. Right. I mean, you say narrow, but it's also like huge. Like heaven is huge. It's about the second coming. It's about the rapture. It's about death. There's a lot about heaven. And it's hard to kind of put that into a worship service. Because you could say that I wrote a very hymn about just forgiveness. I could find a place to put a hymn about forgiveness. Uh, And that's pretty narrow. But it's almost like heaven is just so large. How how are you working on it? Is it, you know, when we all get to heaven, we'll be rejoicing? Because that's, we already have that hymn. Or is it sad someone has died and they're going to see Jesus? We have hymns like that. So this, I don't know, it's just hard to fit it in to to corporate worship. I think it's cool that it's been used in movies and stuff. Right. You know, so we, we don't maybe have a place for it in corporate worship. But the world has found a place for it. Well, it has this gospel feel. Yeah. It's like this and gospel I, song. And I absolutely think it could be on Dolly Parton's album and, you know, Nat King Cole's album. Like, it should be. We want to hear from churches. I mean, are people singing right. this? And I think it might be fun for a bonus episode to just do heaven hymns. Yeah. You know, to just focus on them because at the end of the day, whatever your belief is, you know, um, about heaven and what it would look like and, you right. know, heaven on earth or, you know, a millennial, whatever. Everyone agrees that heaven is going to be awesome. And everyone ag- agrees that it exists. And right. It is yeah. our permanent home. Right. And it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. So how awesome would it be to have a podcast that just focuses on all that hope and joy mm. and promise that we're given so that maybe that's in our future, Carrie. Yeah, sure. Why not? Put it on the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, let's hear Ben Everson's full yes. recording. So we're going to have all his information in the show notes. Look him up. Mm-hmm. Hear some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. He has so much talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if you check out his tour schedule, you'll be able to go visit him. Yes. Uh, if you don't live in New England. <laughs> right. Not up here. He's coming to a place near you. All right. This is Ben Everson in the suite by and by. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us 
us a dwelling place there in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore we shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed and our spirit shall sorrow no more not a sigh for the blessing of rest in the sweet beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore we shall meet on that beautiful shore Nice job, Ben. Love it. Thank you for letting us share your stuff. I mean, he, I actually get like a little teary-eyed when I yeah. hear it. Yeah. It's just so sweet. Like I said, it's dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cal, time for hymn takes. All right. What are we going to say? So the hymn take is what you want to remember, mm -hmm. what will stick with you, what made such an impact on you. Right. And we talk about so many hymns, 74 to be exact, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it, it's hard to remember everything when we might not remember that, you know, Bennett owned an apothecary. But what is the thing that we want to remember? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm drawn to verse two because it just reminds me of the promise in Revelation of what heaven will look like. Mm. So first of all, it's beautiful. We shall sing on that beautiful shore, the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirits shall sorrow no more. And that's, you know, it it's not a, a direct quote, mm -hmm. but it's Revelation 21. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain. Mm. You know, so he, it, it's definitely inspired by that verse. Our spirits shall sorrow no more. Not a sigh. Not even a sigh. We're not even going to be up there and go, oh, right. Not right. a sigh. Nothing exasperating. <laughs> right. What's yours, Carrie? It is really hard to choose one. And no. I feel kind of silly. But I think my, my, my hymn take is just... The sweet by and by and mm. how this was written and how we have this expression for heaven that didn't exist. Right. And how God can use two people in a really quick way mm -hmm. to create something that like really changes history. Changes history, changes vocabulary, mm -hmm. changes how sentences are made and phrases are formed. I mean, maybe someday him take will be a word that everyone <laughs> uses and we will have started it. We do have some. And himspiration. I was just going to say that one. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. And I love that they were friends mm -hmm. and he was trying to have this positive attitude. It'll be great by and by. Mm -hmm. And then Bennett just said, you know what? It's it's going to be great, but it, it's not going to be great until heaven. I love that. So my hymn take is just in the sweet by and by. That's heaven and that's our home. I love it. I All love right. it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We want to hear from you. Do mm -hmm. you know this song? Yes. Do you sing it? And do you like it? Yeah. And now you won't hear from us for two weeks. Right. But we are so excited about what's going to happen in two weeks. It's a big one. 75th episode. Yep. We'll be back on March, March 6th. 6th. All right, everybody. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.